things every time i'm just shocked that we're still doing it um and like next week like that was the last <laughs> uh you know i gotta ask i ask every week how you guys are doing man i mean I, i've talked to kevin quite frequently this week but dane how's it how's it hanging over there um there isn't any hanging to be done but it is good oh that's unfortunate i'm fine not hanging <laughs> You say that, but it's a pretty good time. Kevin, how are you? How's the how's the cough? <laughs> All right, still going great. I'm, I'm finally getting a handle on it. it. Seems the cough is is here to I stay. Cough at will. The honorary fourth member of the pod, Kevin's cough. Oh my god! Um, I'm sorry, I got seven days to die to get back to. <laughs> Seven days to die, he says. Well, I'm doing good. Um, and we actually have some shit to talk about uh, this week. So uh, let's not dilly-dally too long since, since Kev over here got some sham sandwiches to eat or whatever. So, um, uh, yeah, I guess we can kind of just go into the first topic. The topic we uh me and Kevin talked about it a little bit uh, last week. This Kevin Samuel guy. I don't know, Dane, if you're familiar with him. Uh, I only know one Kevin, and, uh, <laughs> and that is Kevin Hart. Uh, <laughs> funniest comedian the funniest alive. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I don't know who he is. Kevin Samuel is this guy who is uh, kind of making a name for himself um, on like YouTube. I guess he, I think he has a radio show or something like that. But basically, he's like. <laughs> He makes a living off of shitting on women, um, basically saying like, oh, women don't really know what they want. Women like women want all this from a man, blah, blah, blah. blah. But what are women really bringing to the table um, besides like vagina? And uh, <laughs> some people are like, go ahead. You know that American dad joke where it's like, like quit talking, you silly bimbo. That's basically like his whole philosophy. And he's like this, uh, he, he's one of those like older black gentlemen who wears a suit everywhere mm. with like a stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I imagine where this came from was, it had to have been like something like he couldn't find a date for junior prom. <laughs> like that's the only thing that makes sense. Uh-huh. I don't know. He is just, uh, I've only ever seen like two or no three of his videos. 
Mm-hmm. I've only ever seen like two or three videos of him mm-hmm. because like a uh, YouTube comedian uh, like made a parody of him. So it was like, oh, I want context to this. And it is just some of the most like plebeian yeah. <laughs> social commentary I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> For sure. I think it's just the fact that um, because I got introduced to him on uh, I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast and um, I've been a fan of the Joe Budden podcast for about two or three years. So whenever I listen to Joe Budden on his podcast, it seems to be brought up quite a few times how like it's hard for let's just say high quality men to find high quality women Um only because like the the women that are usually in those spaces. So when I say like high quality men, and th- these are his words, not mine, of course, um, w- he means like um, men who are in like like closer to like rich or like very very successful. Um, there's not enough women in that field, so it just ends up being like those Instagram like models and shit, and like the OnlyFans girls and uh, all that sort of stuff and he's just like yo where's where where's the women i can that's like on my level that i can like talk like business and shit um and kevin samuels yeah kevin samuels yeah exactly kevin uh samuel is like saying like yo (laughs) women just ain't on that level and they and women always talk about like oh how they need a man blah 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 or how they don't need a man and then when <laughs> their car breaks down who the first person they call like <laughs> a man like shit like that it's a lot of just crazy shit and it's like he says it in a way where like the incels can just eat it up because they're like yeah yeah you're right women don't know shit like like it it is he is like. He's one of those guys who purports like the nice guy theory, but he's like taking it in a way to like pretend like, oh, I'm like cool and successful and smart. <laughs> it's like in reality, he just has the same ideology like a, like a sweaty loser would. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I honestly don't even want to spend too much time talking about this loser. Uh, he's only worth six million. He's not even really rich. I know people who are worth more than that. Like, they yeah, literally live around here. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like, and we're like, you're hardly free, you're fucking crane. <laughs> uh... I, I don't know. I don't know, man, either. Like, I think that it's it's just really, really I feel, funny. Yeah. I feel like when he was a teenager, he was just one of those people who's like, oh, why do women go for all the jerks and not gentlemen <laughs> like me? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the- I, we've spent we've spent too much time on this goof as it is. What's the next topic? <laughs> Damn, Rip Kevin Samuel. I don't know. I feel like he's one of those things, kind of like a flavor of the month. I, I don't think he's going to be relevant in six months. Um, but yeah. then again, who knows, man? He's richer than me, so I, I can't hate too much. Um, don't want to knock the man's hustle. Um, I just think that it's really funny uh, that boys, or at least a lot of boys that I know um go through kind of like that phase and then it's like do you stay in it or do you kind of just grow up and realize hey girls don't like me because i'm a fucking loser <laughs> like i need to <laughs> go get a job you know what i mean i gotta get shit popping uh, like uh, yeah, that's really a good point before we move on from this i was thinking like how to phrase this and mm-hmm. you're the way you said it made it popped into my mind is like 
is he may be to purport what is like it to be successful and sophisticated, mm-hmm. but his fucking audience, there is no way they <laughs> are that. Exactly. Um, it's just some fat shit sitting in the dark, you know, debating whether or not to jerk off. It, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. and, actually I'm justified in doing this. It's funny. The irony is like his his fucking target audience is the same as the OnlyFans target audience. Like yeah. it's the same yeah. people. Yeah. So you know those like uh, hungry man meals. Yes. That you can like microwave. <laughs> that's what those people eat. For <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, I am a hungry man. He says microwaving his fifth. His yeah. hungry man. They, they watch him and have like a fork and like put their like their napkin like into their like collar. And there's like oh, it's like oh a bit of don't mind if I do. Salisbury steak, the dinner king, <laughs> and it only took forty seconds. <laughs> Poor guys, man. I don't know, man. Yeah. Kevin Samuel. Could share this meal with a woman when I had <laughs> Kevin Samuel, man. Get it together. I hope that uh, he doesn't stay around for too long. That's uh, not my original insult, by the way. I stole that from Charles Barkley, but that's beside the point. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Charles yeah. Barkley. Wait, does he even, like, what does he do now? Like, is he on, like, Charles ESPN? Barkley? Yeah. He, uh,. When he retired, he joined a show called Inside the NBA, and it's been, like, next to, like, Stephen A. in his shows, it's been, like, the most popular, like, basketball commentary show for, like, 20 years. So that's where, like, a lot of his moments like that come from. Because they're really, like, quasi-fair on just dicking around (laughs) instead of talking about basketball. Understandable. Well, yeah. But, uh, But that's off topic. Yeah, that's definitely off topic. Uh, so th- this is also off topic too, because I just uh, I'm trying to like pull up some articles so that way I'm not just saying I don't know what I'm talking about with some of these other topics I have here. But uh, I just saw that. Uh, have you guys seen that uh, the Pixar movie Soul? I have heard of it. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I know well, what you're talking about. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, yeah. It just won the best animated feature at the Academy Awards, and like I, I don't know, man. I don't. Maybe I'm just like <laughs> super like. Uh, hard to please but i didn't like it at all i thought it was really stupid um the general like uh, not to get like too into it but like the general like plot is about this guy who dies or whatever and he's like yo you know i need um he just got like he's like a jazz musician and he just got the like gig of his life but then he dies and he's like oh shit i gotta get back <laughs> to earth yeah, i'm like play the devil to <laughs> it's like i gotta get back to earth or whatever so in order for him to get back to earth he had to take these like unlike um like these souls and make them there's like a group of souls that don't want to like live or something like that so you have to like find their like purpose in life and then they'll go down to earth and be born as a baby so then he gets introduced to this girl who's like just the biggest asshole of all time and she's nothing but an asshole the whole movie and then he's just like listen i'm trying to get back to my life if you don't want to live your life cool but like I, I gotta you know we gotta figure something out so i can get back to my life and like she like <laughs> they end up going back to earth but she ends up in his body instead of him and uh she's just like man being alive actually is super cool and then he's like well yeah I, i've been telling you that but i mean hey you gotta go back to the the, the underworld because <laughs> that's my house it's pixar isn't it uh, yeah it's pixar 
and I'm just like distinctly German fairy tale theme of just like don't enjoy something for too long before it is taken away yeah like like but my whole point is like I didn't like the movie because literally the movie movie. the movie tries so hard to make you feel bad for this like asshole girl and it's just like she was an asshole the whole movie like I'm not gonna feel bad because like she gotta go back is it just like she's like a buzzkill or she's like she's like a serial killer she's like um yeah, she's kind of uh, like a like a buzzkill. It's like uh, uh, it's like oh hey, like you know, being alive is kind of cool. And he's like, oh no, it's not. You're just good. Like she's just a Debbie Downer, like Eeyore. And I'm just like, okay, I understand. Like it's easy to fall into that like kind of mindset. Like yeah, being alive does kind of suck. But then like the whole movie is like, all right, bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> come on now. Like please have have one piece of optimism in you. And then when she gets it, you're supposed to feel bad and like mm, it's fucking stupid. Anyway, I, I don't like I said. I didn't want it. This isn't gonna turn into a review of soul but that movie is is not very good um uh jeff kaplan left blizzard and i know you guys aren't really like i don't know how like big of blizzard fans you are i know that y'all don't play like overwatch and shit but Mm -hmm. jeff kaplan is like the director of overwatch and he left um so the reason like i brought it up is because i wonder if you guys think um because i know overwatch 2 is coming soon um and do you think that overwatch 2 has the chance to kind of like reclaim overwatch's like superstar status or do you think it's going to be like dead on arrival i don't know like i think that's debatable if like overwatch ever achieved that video game superstar status oh it definitely did because people talk about it like Mm -hmm. like it did but I, I certainly didn't know that that many people played it. Uh-huh. I feel like it, it had like a robust community, mm-hmm. certainly. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I mean, it wasn't like how like League or Valorant are now. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I uh, like look at actual data, but yeah, Overwatch at its prime, like right when it came out, uh, was definitely way bigger than Valorant is. Um, I think. Um, uh. But the problem is that, like, Overwatch, people talk all the time about how, like, League doesn't listen to its players and just comes out with these crazy champions and buffs and nerfs and shit. Um, But League has kind of, has the history to do that. You know what I mean? League can come out tomorrow and say, here's a champ that's invincible. You cannot kill this champ. And it wouldn't (laughs) kill the game. Like, like, um, whereas Overwatch try to do like crazy buffs and and nerfs like that and released like a crazy character um named bridget who literally broke the game and it kind of just yeah i've heard the story just downhill from there and it killed overwatch because they refused to admit that that uh (laughs) they made a mistake with bridget so they refused to nerf her for like a year and a half and that killed their fan base um from what I'm understanding, Overwatch 2 is probably going to be more um, PvE-based. Um, I know that we talked about this before, but it wasn't on the podcast, but we talked about how uh, they said that they wanted to put focus on like co-op stuff, like having like a storyline and having like co-op, like a co-op story mode you could play with your friends. And um, in focusing on that, they will have more freedom to basically do whatever they want with their characters because uh you know when you're 
not playing against competitive like or you're not in a competitive situation and you're playing against people um you have more freedom to just have a bunch of like crazy shit in your game um so you could have a character that's just like you <laughs> this character is invincible just cannot die um if you wanted to um but i think you said something along the lines of like co-op gaming is like dead it's not dead it's just like if you're trying to break into like this huge market, it's just not what you're what you want to go for. Mm. It, if you want to turn a game into you know what we say is like a superstar game, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's just not really what you do. I mean, look at stuff like uh, I, I don't even know, like <laughs> like if you think something like Seven Days to Die mm-hmm. got really, they made it like way better, like graphics like insane. And they like re-released it today. Mm-hmm. It would get like Valorant level. Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> I can answer that for you. So uh, I don't know, but it does have like the thing of like, oh, it's Overwatch, and it's not the same as the one we broke already. <laughs> so I think uh, you know maybe a lot of players who are like desperate to recapture the original Overwatch will just try it out have you guys played uh team fortress 2 <coughs> no yeah it, it kind of in the same like the same vein as overwatch and um you know there definitely is that niche of players that um that character-based shooters um people really 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 enjoy that so i think that overwatch 2 will probably be successful on release but whether it can maintain it definitely won't be as big as overwatch because they already you know fool me once <laughs> shame on you <laughs> yeah so people uh people ain't gonna fall for it a second time but um i don't know man i i don't know what jeff kaplan left blizzard for i don't know uh what he's doing now um but you know i wish jeff kaplan the best in in his endeavors he seems like a reasonable guy um I don't know who he is, so I could care less whether he lives or dies. <laughs> oh, well, then I, I won't say anything else about it. Then I couldn't contribute a word edgewise. In it. <laughs> no, I've never played the game. Yep. I've never played the game either. Yeah. Well, I, I, I played it like an hour at a friend's here. house. That was it. Understandable. I played, uh, and I was pretty big into Overwatch when it first came out, and then just now I play it every once in a while. It's not very, excuse me, not very good. Um, anywho, uh, moving on to something like a little bit more grim. Uh, uh, last week, um, a seemed like we talk about the cops every episode, but fucking last week, um, a 16-year-old black girl was shot dead by the cops. Uh, her name is Micaiah Bryant. Um, this case uh i'm sure you guys are familiar at least a little bit mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. I, I studied it extensively yeah, we, we were, kevin and i had talked about this like the day it happened yeah like two hours yeah this case is like uh, it sucks that this happened but the more that i like think about it i'm just like damn like it didn't have to happen but you know i don't think that homeboy uh who killed her uh nicholas is is nicholas something i can't remember his last name um i don't think he should i'm kind of on the fence about whether or not he should like lose his job or not i I mean i'll I'll just say straight up i don't really think he should get punished at all Mm -hmm. Uh, because i 
the shooting to me because I've rewatched the video. Normally, I don't watch videos like that because I just don't like to see people die with yeah, my own eyes. Same. But I rewatched it like ten times, mm-hmm. like in slow motion versions, all that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is very obviously not racially motivated. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it wasn't like unprovoked force given mm-hmm. the context or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. But in you know, like to walk through the video, like exactly what happened, like. There, there's like rumors that her and like her foster parents or something, the ones who called the police, mm-hmm. whether or not that is actually true, I don't know. But it, it would make the story itself just all the more puzzling yeah. if it was. So the cop, if we're following his perspective, which we are from the camera footage, literally it's on his body. Mm-hmm. He gets out of the car. He kind of looks around. There's people standing there and he's like, hey, what's going on? This woman in pink with a holding a dog approaches him and like says a couple words to him. He's like, ah, and then turn. He turns to look and sees a grown ass man uh, stomping out a teenage girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was just like wow. And so he immediately draws his weapon, his gun. Yeah. But he doesn't really point it at the guy, so I really doubt he planned on actually using it. Yeah. It was just kind of one of those things like, hey, I'm not fucking around. You better back off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the guy sees him, and he goes, whoa, and he steps back. And then it, it's weird. It Like, rewatching, it, it's, like, weird. Mm-hmm. She, The girl in question comes, like, around him as if she was, like, either standing on the side of him or behind him. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he she has a knife. <laughs> yeah. And the woman he was talking to originally, who maybe there's something we didn't see on video, yeah. but from on the video, it didn't look like she was any sort of, like, aggressor or anything. I mean, she's holding, like, a small dog in her arm, so not exactly, like, fit for a fist fight at the moment. Right. And she just runs at her and winds back a knife and... Like she was, re- I think she was really gonna stab her, and yeah. I-, I don't know why, but she was. And so, you know, jumping back to the cop's perspective, he looks over and sees that, and has like literally one second to react. And I, I never ever take the side of the police on these things. We've talked about these things multiple times. Right. I've never taken the side of the police, but I was thinking about it. And it's like. Well, he's already fucked because he has his gun out from the previous incident about three seconds ago. Mm-hmm. And he he started from kind of far away, so it's not like he could have used a taser or anything. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it, he has like a decision in that one second, which is, do I let this woman get stabbed or do I try to save her by shooting this this other woman? Yeah. And in that one second, he picks the ladder. And then, like, obviously, just the fact that it was, like, a 16-year-old girl, like, really, like, it is, like, good fuel for, like, well, you know, they shot a 16-year-old girl. It's, like, really, it invokes a lot of emotion in you. Yeah. And it's, like, damn. But (laughs) I don't know. Like... It's sad to say, but I think the moment you decide yourself, I am going to use lethal force, like, with intent, 
then at that point, it's kind of all bets are off. Yeah. Like, I, 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 think, I, I, I think if this girl was just, like, punching the woman or something, mm-hmm. and then he shot her, like I would have a big, big problem with that. Yeah, for sure. Dane, did you want to... But, I, man. Um, <clears throat> just to say this, I agree with Kevin stated my position exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, you were saying, and Kevin began with, I don't think he should be punished. He won't be. There's no legal framework for that. He was... When you show intent to use lethal force, an officer of the law has the authority uh, to use lethal force in turn, or to, at the very least, immobilize you. And like all the other cases we've talked about, Mm -hmm. um, they go to court or they are suspended because uh, the police department or district attorney realizes that it is so gray a case that they don't have a legal case to stand on a lot of times. Now, there's corruption. A lot of times they don't face justice. Mm-hmm. But, for instance, with uh, Derek Chauvin, which I'm sure we'll talk at, like, yeah. at the end, uh, that was very quickly uh, devolved into a legal battle because there is no legal justification for it. With this, it's completely legally justified. Like, there's no... He won't be charged. He won't be suspended. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it'll divide people right down the center just because of the climate it in, it's in right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's harsh and it's awful. The world is a real bitch that it a 16-year-old can die in such, you know, a, a horrid way, squalid way. Yeah. Through a knife. <clears throat> yeah. And I, what's, what's he going to do? Not use his weapon and then have the body cam show that girl get stabbed once or twice lethally? Yeah, I think... And like, I almost think that's like at, like the part where she's running around mm-hmm. on the back of him. It's like, at first I thought she hadn't seen that he had his gun out. That it, that wasn't from his, her perspective. And I thought, well, she would have stopped. And still, uh, he still had the right to do as he... That is the law. Um, yeah. Rightly. Uh, but like you can see that she's like come like it's she disappears and she comes from I guess I can only assume from behind him. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like she felt that he was helping her. Yeah. Like she like he was like, okay he's got them I'll take this person. Uh, and yeah. like it's and that's kind of a stretch but like I kept like thinking as I was watching like what is she thinking of because it either she doesn't see that he has the gun. And if you watch from the beginning to the video, there's no doesn't see him pull his gun out. Mm-hmm. And also, he's going, and anyone in their right mind, especially the climate today, and if you're black, you can justify this yeah. more than I can, but when a policeman is around, you're probably going to think they're going to draw for their gun quicker than they would in any other circumstance. Yeah. So you're going to be on your guard, and when he starts, he says, is, you know, it's not like he escalates it like a lot of the others do. He says, hey, 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 stop. What's going on? Like, he's uh, taken aback that it's like that, you know, these, uh, the guy pushes that girl down and starts stomping on her. Yeah. And so, uh, Micaiah Bryant, there's no way in moving around she couldn't see that he didn't, he wasn't pulling his gun out. And reasonably, you know, you would think he's probably about to pull his gun out. Yeah. And e- even if he didn't have his gun out, even if she didn't see that he had his gun out, mm-hmm. you know, any reasonable person would think there is a cop right here. If I stab this person, if they don't already have it out, he's going to pull it out and shoot me if I start stabbing people. So I I don't know, man. It's like... (laughs) It's like I said before. It's like 
I, I hate that this happened. Like, I mm. really do. Mm. Yeah, I hate people losing anyone losing their life unnecessarily mm-hmm. through like just some ignorant bullshit like this. Yeah. But man, it's like, what was he supposed to do there better? Like, I like anytime something like this happened. Remember, like the the twelve year old who got pepper sprayed. We talked about that forever. That was one of yeah. our first episodes. Mm-hmm. And all I can think about is. Uh, even if she was like struggling or trying to punch the guy, mm-hmm. you know, he's a cop, you know, he can do something better. Yeah. He can still do better. Right. You, know, you have to try, if you're in that much responsibility, you have to try to be better in a scenario, the best you can in a scenario. What was he supposed to do? Like that was better than what he did. And like, what, what did he have time to do? Yeah. Right. And really, I can't think of anything. Yeah. I think, um, I think my whole issue with the fact is because, like, in the moment when it happened, I'm like, damn, did he really have to shoot Shotty four times in the chest? Like, like, like that's where I couldn't get past. The first time I watched it, I thought uh, that he shot, like, one, he, sh- he fired one round, and then there was, a, like, a, uh, a noticeable pause, mm-hmm. and then the other three rounds followed. But upon watching it as many times as I did, and it's where I realize that she goes behind. It has to do something off camera. I guess go behind him. Um, it like it's they come in in close succession. They're dan- bam, 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 bam. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like if like like my whole thing is like the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, um, he probably shouldn't like this. He shouldn't like go to jail for this. Like I think he was in you know his right. Um, for to you know to enact lethal force, um, but then I was thinking I'm like damn like four shots like she like as a 16 year old like girl like yeah she was a little bit on like the bigger side but I'm like I'm pretty sure one shot could have like incapacitated her and if she would have died off of one shot then I wouldn't feel as bad but like four shots just feel a little excessive, um, but again I I kind of like the more I like think about it and the more information that comes out it seemed like it was kind of like one of those uh like it was just like a split second decision he was like listen if i'm gonna shoot i'm just gonna make sure she's make sure she's down this Um, is where like the human factor i think yeah because it's sometimes it's hard it's you have to remember it's like there's a human being inside the cop uniform yeah so i mean he's thinking like that's what i mean when i say it's like it's like in close succession it wasn't like he shot her, she fell down, and then he shot her. Yeah, right, time. right. Um, but which would just be cold-blooded murder. Uh-huh. Um, this was, to me, just seemed like a split-second n- uh, nervous yeah. uh, immobilization that turned yeah, out to I, be death. I don't think Im- he shot to kill her. I don't think that. Yeah, I mean, so I, th- that's one of my arguments, because, you know, I always think of something that's like... What could the cops have done better, like I already said? And then yeah. that was one of the big things that kind of lingered a little bit. It's like, oh, you know, did he have to fire four rounds? But I thought about it more, and like I said, the tiny amount of time he had to react, mm-hmm. I think, should not be understated. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, couldn't you shot her? And then the I thought, like, element. Yeah, there is no way that he had enough time to premeditate how many times he was going to shoot. Yeah. I think, but because a lot of like, uh, I've heard before that in situations where it's like life or death, 
that cops are basically told like unload your entire magazine. Yeah. And I would like to be, like to point out that that is not what happened. Uh-huh. But at the same time he didn't shoot once either. So I he probably just like saw a woman literally a quarter second away from getting stabbed yeah. and just like realized he had no choice and just like panicked and fired. Right. So I I, I don't know. I mean that's the thing. That's and another what, side of this that the, that needs to come out, which is the opinion of the girl who is about to get stabbed. <laughs> no, yeah. like that, like because what I hate, <laughs> is like in, a, in the larger sense, is it'll really hurt the Black Lives Matter movement to take this as a crusade mm-hmm. because it'll split people right down the middle. Because there's ones like us that are just reasonable. They're like, eh, he was in the right. I mean, legally in all, most ways. Humanly, he wasn't. It's not like he was shooting, you know, like Elijah McClain. It wasn't murder. I mean, it was it was legal. Like there isn't yeah. a court in the country that is gonna that is gonna bring charges against him, much less find against him. I so, think- and it and it'll hurt the because it it'll it'll seem like a, a problem that the left does a lot, which is mm-hmm. take something that is not beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, I don't know, like, it just, like, like Kevin was saying earlier, like, this whole situation just is, like, weird to me. They said that, like, they're saying that the girl, uh, you know, Micaiah Bryant and her family are the ones who call the police because people were fighting outside their house. If that's the case, why were they out there fighting, too? Like, what, like what's yeah, going with, with on? Yeah, with a, like, I feel like they're yeah. just, like, just, I'm just missing some shit. I would maybe see, like, they had called the police, like, maybe adds to, like, and I, this is really tentative, like, mm-hmm. that she thought when he pulled his gun somehow he was backing her up because they called but yeah, uh, that's I, I so tenuous. Know. But like I, I don't know. It's I remember when I first saw this. Like this is really sticky because I think he's right. I mean he's it's it's it is so hard to say that that it's very harsh. But it, it was either it was either do what he did or that lady would. I mean she looked like she was about to stab her in the guts. Yeah. And that that's fatal. Mm-hmm. And the way she was winding up that and it looked like a, a good sized knife. Like, yeah, it did. Um, I don't know, man. Like I said, this whole situation is a very, um, it's very sad. You know, it's it's always sad yeah. to see um, this, this sort of thing happen, especially when um, we're in the social climate that we're in now, where it's like, oh fuck the police, like and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think it's because of that. It's the climate that it happened in. It seems more uh, yeah controversial than it. I mean, I'm not trying to take away from it. It seems like it's it's much. Uh, grayer than it is to me personally because I think outside of the climate it again I always look at it as like legally uh, he's in the right mm-hmm. and like why I say that is you know people would say like well legally the other cops got away too it's like yeah but the law does not uh, condone what they did mm-hmm. uh, it's, I mean Chauvin's case proves that it's the fact that they were corruptly never brought before the law yeah, man, and and you know, so, and that's why I base it on like legally, he's he's in the right. Yeah, and um, you know, we can kind of like group in um Derek Chauvin as well, since we're already talking about police and stuff like that. Um, the do the whole Derek Chauvin trial, you know, came out uh, guilty. He, uh, I don't think he was sentenced yet. Like, don't you have to wait for that? 
for like the yeah, sentencing. They, they said that'll happen in the, like the next thirty it's gonna to three be like, weeks. He'll, he'll be in jail for like seventy years, I think. Really? Yeah. Damn. Well, there's like three or four counts. Let me look at it. It's something. It, it's like three. That. He's uh, he got convicted of third degree murder, and then like second degree, like a form of second degree murder, and then manslaughter. And so pile all those things together. Oh, and I sorry. Think it'll it's probably be like. 40 years maximum. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll be at the judge's probably be around 40 years. Why did that get started? And, and uh, that's uh, it's, it's for June 16th is when he'll be sentenced. Damn, I think um, it's funny because like the uh, Chauvin sentencing or Chauvin um, sentencing is funny because like it seems like I've been seeing a lot on social media and then also with like uh, people that I've spoke to about it. They're like, oh, yeah, this is the justice that, you know, black people uh, or people just in general need the, the, the cops to the, the cops need to be uh, held accountable. But I'm just like, this isn't enough. Like, this doesn't mean anything. Um, I feel like there's still going to be more people like George Floyd, um, Dante Wright, um you know, Philando Castile, um, Adam Toledo, like you can go down this huge list, like just because one got sentenced like that, that means shit. Like, I think nothing is really going to change until we see like, all right, we need some structural differences. Some, 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 some things got to shift. You know what I mean? It can't be just like, Oh, well he's in jail. Now yeah, I, back I, to I our schedule programming. You know what I mean? He was he was charged because of personalities in the locality, mm-hmm. and because of because of you know the worldwide backlash that forced them to make a move. Yeah. Whereas the other ones are become obscure yeah. over time. I, I'm getting a little. I I've been annoyed by a lot of things after Chauvin got sentenced. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the people's like. What the, a, a cop went to jail for murdering somebody? That's insane. <laughs> you know, fucking yeah. Cucker Carlson, people like that. <laughs> yeah. but, but uh, at the same time, it's like there's a lot of people who are like Nancy Pelosi said something that really ticked me off. It yeah. was like it, it was along the lines of like, huh, oh, it clearly showed that she didn't care about George George Floyd as a person. Right. It's like, huh, it's like way to go dying, George. It's pretty pog. Got a lot done with it. <laughs> like big George. <laughs> Thanks, for, Thanks for your sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> we fixed it. Uh, this is the Democratic Party. Why do we always lose? <laughs> oh. God. Yeah, I like I like I said when I like I told you the other day when we I, talked about this last week. It's like it's there's literally <laughs> got to be centralized federal action. That's the only way we're gonna leave it up to the states. Might as well have fucking feudal law. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> what do you think, Mississippi's gonna do this on their own? <laughs> a wise man once says that you don't leave anything important up to those clowns. Exactly. Yes. No, we don't leave anything important to those clowns. Oh uh, dear! This is exactly that. It literally has to be arbitrary, like unflinching federal action. Yeah, uh, this is kind of like a weird thing to say, but I was just thinking about it. It's like obviously the FBI kind of already occupies this role a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, and I know you never want to be like the Soviet Union, but the first thing I can think of, Dane, is like what. You know, me and you—you you both know about this. Is like how the KGB 
like a lot of what they did was kind of like if anybody even the people high up in the government step out of line it's like we have authority we have like special authority to like to handle it it's like maybe we should have like in the united states we should have like a much more <laughs> not as powerful you know they can't just arrest you arbitrarily obviously like a much more like measured responsible version of that mm -hmm. So if, like, a government worker who should, like, you know, up from, like, politicians, you know, like, colluding with other governments down to, like, <laughs> police officers murdering people, maybe sh there should just be, like, a whole nother branch of the Department yeah. of Justice that deals with stuff like that. There's, there is something like that just called the ethics, ethics watchdog thing, but the problem is, is they are utterly impotent. They are literally, like... It's like having a bunch of like primary teachers saying like, "Now that's not good." Saying that to a serial killer, it's like you're not going to stop him doing anything. <laughs> the thing is, it would just be like, in my opinion, it needs to be something that's like. Uh, well, I don't want to get too into this because this is so hypothetical. Mm -hmm. But like, it, you have to be very careful uh, what branch of government you give it to. Because if you give it to the legislative branch, it'll be the KGB. It would just be way less than. <laughs> give it to the to the executive branch, it'll be the KGB on steroids. Because <laughs> we have the NSA, which they couldn't even dream of. May I? Like I think it should just be like a branch of like the Department of Justice. Yeah, like it, special, it should be like, something group. like something like that. But I, it shouldn't have. It should like its scope should be incredibly specialized and detailed. I mean, because so the yeah, problem so, with I mean, we already we already have get uh, in the way like they because yeah. we already have like something. It's like if something really big happens, uh, you know, if there's like a guy running around with like a fully automatic like AK-47s or whatever robbing banks, you know, we don't leave it to the local clowns. We send in federal marshals. It's like maybe we should just have like a really elite version yeah. of that. The, who the roving like real... squads. We could yeah. make it like some sort of medieval justice system. The king, <laughs> the king's Hang justice. On spot. <laughs> no, well, the king's justices were literally men handpicked by the king. This is in England, but handpicked by the king to just rove around the country and dispense justice, quote unquote. <laughs> and wherever they went, they spoke for the law. Like they were it, um, and and that and I think a task force like that to just you know every time there's a case like this, bam, they're in Minnesota and the guy is like under federal charges. Fuck your local government. That's not what are you gonna do? Put him in jail for ten years. That's a slap on the wrist. He's going away for fifty, sixty, seventy. Years. <laughs> anyway, we'll just shoot him on the fucking spot. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. hate to see it. No, no need for trial. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot him on the yeah, spot. That, that, yeah, that'll definitely not get out of hand in a fucking jiffy. <laughs> let's, just, let's just forego the trials for a while. We'll bring them back, I promise. Uh, well, this hypothetical has gone on long enough. Yeah. What's the next thing? Uh, uh, Chris Christie <laughs> running for president uh, in 2024. Not my vote declares all around. <laughs> you know, you said Chris Christie running, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it's like it's, it's by 2024, 20, Kevin. He's got years to prepare. 
Didn't so, he have like a lap band and it didn't work at all? The man I don't know. He still looks as big as he- <laughs> so I don't know anything about Chris Christie. I remember him like running in 2016, but it seemed like he like withdrew oh, fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah, like didn't he, he like was really fat in 2016? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, settle down, settle down. <laughs> um, I don't know like any of his. Po- I, he's Republican, yeah. Like he runs like. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so I don't know like any yeah. of his policies or what he's like what he's about. He strikes me as like a decent man. Mm-hmm. He's kind of but, a uh, he's, he's a good example of what I think a big city Republican is. Like he's <laughs> what I mean by that is like he's loud. <laughs> he's kind of obnoxious, but he can't have like the fucking you know Dixie Crad opinions of a lot of the other ones. <laughs> like it's, it's like he's he has a like an appeal to more centrists. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he's incompetent like the buffoons yeah. that they usually have. But I, uh, I think it should be pointed pointed out that he was a very mediocre governor yeah. of New Jersey. I mean, like that's what I mean. He's competent. I mean, he's not gonna fucking he he's quietly not, he knows how, how to govern. Yes. He knows how the law works. Yeah. It, and you know, we, we've had a few politicians lately who don't know that. So at least he knows that. Uh, now, improving things, I wouldn't trust him with it, <laughs> and I mean anything. Oh yeah, now yeah. Although um, he did uh, probably the, uh, mo- yeah. the biggest demo on stage demolition I've ever seen at a debate came at his hands, directed at Marco Rubio. And uh, whenever you get some free time, you need to watch it, Jazz. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think he'll run, but. No, it's 2024 is still going to be uh, Donald Trump's Republican Party. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I think he'll run, but I don't really have yeah. a chance of winning. Uh, yeah, that's what I was about I to would, ask you guys. Do you think like Donald Trump uh, is going to run again? And if so, do you think I he has think a chance of winning? Uh, um, that's a good question. Uh, depends on how things are, then. I think Trump, uh, and I don't know this, but uh, I suspect that he might be like, Oh, thank God, not doing that anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, like I think he might go back and forth on because obviously he's like a big egomaniac. He's a whimsical maniac. Yeah, he, he's an egomaniac, but uh, it, it's basically like a very thinly hidden secret that Melania hates him being the president <laughs> and, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I maybe. There- there are legal things going on against him that may prevent him from running, but those things take a while. I think if the way things are now, I think he will. Okay, just so because, just because the Republican Party seems like it can't re- exist without him, I mean, have you heard any like coherent message from them <laughs> since? Like again, I, I mean, because <sighs> I guess coherent. It, I mean, I'm, we're just so used to him, you know, <laughs> shit tweeting at three o'clock in the morning. But at yeah. least that was like their that that was you know their message for the day. I think um, his I think his diehards are definitely gonna uh, still be around and behind him. But <laughs> I think him kind of burning every single bridge on his way out. Like yeah. I can definitely like this is for if you're a Republican like uh, an establishment Republican like. Uh, 
uh, Mitch McConnell or somebody like that. You really have to balance your uh, this situation that they have going. Because on one hand, uh, their main voting block, not all of them, but the main voting block is currently under the thumb of this crazy man. <laughs> and they're whipped up by, and they're like entranced by conspiracy theories. You know, it's just that whole like nasty business. However, there's also the equally important voting block, and it is the mo most important voting block in America of middle class, working, sensible white people who are, uh, because of all this nonsense, kind of getting turned off by him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, and they went way more for Biden than they did for Hillary. So he was kind of already losing them. So I think Mitch McConnell, some people like Mitch McConnell, are not going to want Trump to run again. Because because of that, they I think they already know he's going to lose. However, okay, well then let yeah, me let me ask you this. Uh, yeah, let me let me ask you this. So you think that if Trump was to run again, uh, you think it's almost guaranteed that he'll lose? Uh, okay, let me clarify this. Then this brings in my point. Uh, the Democrats can't have an act have a direct uh, line on ta and tap on that current. Mm. Uh, if things like uh, slavery reparations go through, uh, if they are tactless on uh, gun bills. Uh, and a lot of social issues they're doing. Yeah. And Trump is either still around and still kicking. I mean, the bastard may not even be alive then. Mm -hmm. um, or there is someone, this is the other qualifier, no one is going to be the Republican Party president from now on and be able to win unless they have his charisma or more competently charisma. His was just sort of a loud, fat, white guy charisma, and which goes for his vote, his electorate. But they're yeah. either going to have to have that or more. And Chris Christie kind of has that, but he doesn't have it enough. It was shown in 2016. Yeah, I, um, I think, what, I think so a better way. I think a better way to say what Dane is saying is like, mm -hmm. they, in the current era, there won't be, there probably won't be another Republican president unless they can <laughs> relate and capture. Trump's like energized base, mm -hmm. and, and how like, they can like, do like I, that like I was stuff saying, like slavery reparations will be a wedge issue. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. That'll that'll so, draw, and that will absolutely guarantee draw away the voters that Biden got because those are those are they're not for him because they really like him or they're you know energized for him. Mm -hmm. They are uh, like anything the Democrats ever win a part of a wider coalition. And the thing about mm -hmm. coalitions that every and Barack Obama even shows this as brilliant as he was as an electoral campaigner. Um, the thing about coalitions is as soon as you come into power, they fragment and you're guaranteed defeat at midterm. Every it happens every time. Um, and so the Democrats, why I say they have the direct line on this is they can do everything they can now to shore up their defenses, which they have allowed to whittle away over the past couple of months electorally in my opinion um they can they have a direct line to shore up those defenses in case someone comes out of nowhere that is a better trump because if he is a better trump and things continue like this he'll win the landslide just like 2016 was well a comparative right, so let me, so let me ask you this way. so we don't um so uh 
just one one kind of like last question before we kind of move on um, from this i uh so let's say hypothetically it's 2024 and the the chosen um people for each party we got donald trump on the right and then we got kamala harris on the left who's winning that like I don't think so, I don't think Kamala's yeah. winning that in a landslide. No, well, no. Biden didn't even win in a landslide, no. but I do think she'll win, and here's why: <laughs> because <laughs> the coalition that defeated Trump, not by a landslide, but pretty handily, mm-hmm. despite what alternative media says, they did it fairly and pretty handily. Yeah, I mean, even Georgia went for you know yeah, the, the right. Democrat. So well, it, it was a re, like reunvisage Barack Obama coalition. That's why it exact, was exactly exactly. Uh, now it was bigger because yeah. there was a lot of people who probably didn't like wouldn't have voted Democrat other in a, like a normal cycle, but they were just like. God, I am so sick of Donald Trump and his antics. Yeah. I don't care who it is. I am voting for them and getting him out. <laughs> so on one one part of me really wants him to run again because he'll lose and it'll kind of put it to bed forever. But at the same time, it's like, ugh, I'm not looking forward to having Trump back in the media again <laughs> and like going through yeah, that I whole agree. thing. So... <laughs> But uh, like I was saying, er, like I was time. saying earlier, before I got interrupted, oh. uh, what Mitch McConnell? Yeah, don't talk for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> so what Mitch McConnell has to do is he's kind of I imagine what he's doing. It's like, hmm, I don't want Trump to run again because I'm sick of dealing with all these crazies <laughs> being beholden to all these crazies <laughs> and. He'll lose anyway, and it'll cause more chaos because he'll bring up election fraud again and, like, all this stuff. And he'll probably incite another riot, try to have Mike Pence murdered a second time. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't want to run like a, you know, like a Paul Ryan sort of character because Trump's base will be like, oh, you're the ones who quote-unquote betrayed us last time so we're not voting for you and then they'll really get destroyed in an electoral landslide mark my words if that happens slavery reparations gun confiscation confiscation squads doesn't matter (laughs) right they will still lose in a landslide Um, and that's like funny to like think but it's still yeah like Oh, what you were saying, like if Kamala versus Trump, mm-hmm. to me, I re- like I wouldn't even answer it because I think it's semantic. It doesn't matter who the Democratic Party can- candidate is, and kind of less matters who the Republican Party candidate is. Mm-hmm. If the Democrats go hard on wedge issues when they don't have enough support in the whole country to get wedge issues passed and convince everyone it's guaranteed defeat unless you have like a like a, a, a personality of the century that can you know convince people and you know you can't you know yep. live on that but i don't think i don't think slavery right because i know there was like a committee talking about it mm-hmm. in, the, in like congress no, i don't it won't get past yeah, the senate yeah, yeah. It, it it's definitely not going to go through i i hope it doesn't even come up for a vote mm-hmm. yeah. Because even ha- saying like, "Oh, look, the Democrats are trying to vote on slave reparations," is by itself going to be a disaster. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, we're, and, we're, know, the and, and we haven't, yeah, yeah, 
Not even the Fox machine. You don't even need the Fox machine so, for that one. I'm but, not, uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. So, and uh, I, I would like to clarify, because we haven't yet clarified it, even mm -hmm. though we've talked about it for a decent amount of time so far. Mm -hmm. uh, I am not totally opposed to the fundamental idea of celebrations, mm -hmm. but what I, as a, a political mind, me and Dane both, Mm -hmm. I don't care about like lofty ideals. What yeah, I focus what I focus on is stuff that could really change for the better in real life. Now, uh <laughs> if you want to like thinly veil something as like, oh, we're doing this big like stimulus package to impoverish parts of the nation, that would probably mm -hmm. disproportionately affect minorities mm -hmm. in a positive way. So something like that could be like, oh, look, it's the, it, it, it's uh, <laughs> Biden's fucking booster pack for the, the <laughs> Iraq or something. Biden, <laughs> I mean, Biden booster. Yeah. So, <laughs> Biden yeah. booster. That's the, that's the name of this episode, Biden booster. <laughs> we could just kind of pass that, and I think it would get passed. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, we could all kind of like wink at like mm -hmm. black community leaders like there you go sort of sort of thing yeah however if we go like all right slavery reparations everyone taxpayer money going into the like me and dane talked about this it is unbelievable how unpopular the idea of slavery direct slavery reparations is in america mm -hmm. like truly unbelievable it's like an 80 percent like disapproval rate yeah. well because it's it's objectively wrong like it, it's it's stupid you don't because for one thing it's showing blatant favoritism without any context and it doesn't it, that is not a democratic principle for sure i think um but like we're like like again i don't know too much about this like you know as a uh, as a black person i hear about like slave reparations and i honestly think like oh like yeah like that like that'll be cool but it seems like everyone that uh every time it's talked about extensively it's always been like no that's political suicide you can't do that blah 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 and i'm just like okay but like um what makes it different um, maybe you guys can shed some light on it for me. Like, what makes it different from like the Native American reparations? Well, okay, Kevin made the perfect point of what to do with it, mm -hmm. and, I, and again, not against the principle of it. All mm -hmm. it's simply solved. Governments in his, throughout history solve these kind of things. Mm -hmm. You hide it. You hide it in men. Uh, you hide it in budgets and sequestered things. Yeah, and you just basically, and you spread it out. And what you do is send it to impoverished black communities. But you, what you also do to give yourself insurance, and because it's also a right thing to do mm -hmm. for the Democratic Party, for people we've forgotten about, send it to places like fucking West Virginia mm -hmm. and make yeah. it a stimulus package for the whole nation and then put it in a historical context of, uh, you know, white people were treated damn near close to slaves too for a time as indentured servants in mm -hmm. the South. Like they were put upon by the rich too, less so because of slavery. But you are all victims of this system, mm -hmm. and you're all going to receive reparations for it, some sort of – because historically you have been uh, tread upon for it. Then it can't become a race thing. It will become us reconciling ourselves with our history, and that will – it will be a wedge issue for us. Yeah, I, I don't even think you need to bring up any of that stuff. Just say, look – we're the richest country in the world, but we have like unspeakable poverty today. Like people of you know, and make sure you go to, you know, people of all races and blah blah blah. It's like 
are living in conditions they shouldn't be living in, which is true. So mm-hmm. you can basically be like, oh, this is like a an anti-poverty bill sort of thing. And I mean, who likes poverty? <laughs> it's like, yeah, who would right. be against that? See, the, and, Bring back the war on poverty. Yeah. It's basically, uh, yeah, out of all these wars on existential ideas, that's the only one that could probably work. But, uh, uh, see, kind of what I was saying earlier, the, the, th- the question of is slavery reparations right or wrong, to me, is totally irrelevant. <laughs> because it, it's for, so Charlemagne the God was on real time with Bill Maher okay. and he's like he, he's very pro slavery reparations mm-hmm. and him and Bill Maher were having like this argument about it and Maher's taking the same position me and Dane have which is just like it can't happen because it'll like politically be a disaster mm-hmm. because in Charlemagne's argument it's like well you know my ancestors like built this country free and it's like even if it's you know a hundred years down the line shouldn't you know we be compensated for that and then it, but the art, the thing is, it's like, okay, you're getting paid, uh, long overdue for something, you know, your ancestors did, mm-hmm. but who is paying for it? Yeah. Uh, people who, it, cause it'll definitely come out of taxpayer money. Everything does. Mm-hmm. So people who had nothing to do with like the whores back then are basically being like, Okay, we'll just take the punishment on this one. Yeah. And maybe maybe if that's not exactly how it goes, it's definitely how it'll be perceived. Be perceived, yeah. Yeah. So And I like mean, you think racial issues are bad now? Wait till there is actually because the worst thing for uh rumors is a bit of truth to them. And this would this, I mean like speaking of like Kevin and I probably agree on this, but for like where we live that will radicalize people quick. Yeah. Uh, like, it's just, I remember like one day just calling Kevin in a rage when I was seeing like they, they'd formed a committee in the House of Representatives. And it was like, oh my God, look at all these people who know nothing of real politics, it seems. I mean, they got elected, but they're going to be right on their way out. Yeah, and it, it's like, okay, if you view slavery representation reparations is a good thing for the black community which mm-hmm. they would be i mean m- money this money into a disenfranchised community can only be a good thing really yeah however it's like i hope you make that last because uh <laughs> if the if the democrats don't have power and the republicans can, can just kind of do what you want they'll they will make up for that quote unquote like tenfold because there will be no one to stop them. Mm-hmm. It's like sure, okay, we got slavery reparations through, but you know, what what about like bills to stop predatory lending, which affects a lot of impoverished people mm-hmm. and therefore mm-hmm. black people. Yep. You know, what about stuff like ju- criminal justice reform? You know, what about stuff that stopping fucking uh, anti-voting bills? All that stuff will be out the window. So you think we won't have power? (laughs) Yeah. So you think that the best way to handle like slave reparations would be to attack like those issues and being like, yo, this is the slave reparations. Us, you know, uh, putting money into these uh, impoverished neighborhoods so that way they can rebuild it, kind of um, combat uh, gentrification. 
make um, it a part of an overall war on poverty. It was one of yeah. the popular agendas in American history. And just make it, I mean, LBJ himself would say to, you know, to Dr. King, like, you know who this is going to help a lot. I mean, but we're not going to go out there and say it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's like a clandestine, like, oh, we're evil. It's like, we're we're doing good things. Mm-hmm. But uh, sneakily. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but that's what fucking politics is, doing yeah. good things, you know, skull, like with skullduggery. And it, uh, but I mean, I can already see the tagline that'll be played by the right that people will subscribe to more, and they'll become th- like these kind of issues is how people get way more radicalized to the right. Um, they'll I can already see the tagline of it being called racial socialism, mm. and I mean that is a killer for the Democratic Party. And the, you want to see the Republican Party turn into you know I'm not shitting like. Uh, down the line, it would turn them into, you know, national socialist. It's uh, national socialist istic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this because you know they could say this, and obviously it's not, you know, uh, you know, as bad of racism as you know what it's fighting against. Mm-hmm. But to their voters, they'll read that as like, yeah, you know what? They are all they're doing is giving money to all those black people that live in Detroit and Chicago, mm-hmm. and like. And meanwhile, we're out here living in Gumbarrel City and wherever the fuck you live, mm-hmm. and you know, make ends meet. It's like, well, that's because you're put upon too in your own way because you have to pay for your own fucking health care. <laughs> and uh, just don't do that. Don't get into the mire of race. Oh. Just make it poor on poverty. Yeah. Plenty of poor people. For, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, this is left out by the Democratic Party a lot, but like, that's what the Democratic Party is. That's why people vote for the Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> they don't vote for race issues, like because no party should be based on that. If you fix the poverty, the racism goes down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. You're, you're, yeah. You're not. You're not wrong. Um, yeah. You guys definitely sh- uh, help kind of like shed some light on that because I honestly I never understood um, what the whole like big deal was about like uh, being against like giving black people uh, slave reparations but moving from moving away from it um, you know I'm sure the Democratic Party will figure something out um, in they order better. to in order to help uh, those who need it um, so uh, since we were kind of talking about the um, <laughs> the government and stuff uh I saw on Twitter an uh, anti like hate speech bill was passed by Senate, but I can't find it anywhere. So I don't know if that was like if someone confused it with the uh, the anti uh, hate crime bill, like for against like Asian uh, hate. Um, but I think it's very interesting because speech I, bill? I thought that was a crime bill. Yeah, I, I but I saw I, I know for a fact I saw a speech bill somewhere, but I think it was just someone like misinterpreting. That, I can already say like a speech bill is. Uh, yeah people were not like, like that's what like kevin was talking earlier like lofty ideals and i immediately just chuckle because legislation throughout history the the guffier it is the more guff it has the less use it is and like i was reading through like the crime bill and like there's a lot of it that's good but there's not really much in it that's mm. gonna solve anything it's just like kind of a statement and yeah. like statements are good, but they actually don't mean shit. It's like the rights of man. It's like that's great, but Saudi Arabia doesn't believe in it. Um, it's but a lot of it was just like the incentivizing police departments to look into like Asian related hate crimes and like you know kind of putting money their direction, which does help. But there's no. I mean, what about ones that just uh, there will be police departments that just say we don't need the money. 
and we'd, we'd we'd rather not have the money and have not have federal government looking into what we're doing. And most of them would actually say that. And other than that, it's just like kind of a statement of belief and principle. And it, to me, it just it seems like one of those things like, ah, oh, what a waste of time. Like it's the Senate could be looking at so like I'm not saying we shouldn't have like anti Asian hate crimes. But again, make it a part of a bigger thing. So that it actually has some guff, or it has some uh, uh, purpose to it. Just to me, it just seems like guff. It doesn't seem like much. like like you said. Well, I think there is a purpose to it because a lot of people, like when you think of like minority hate crimes and stuff, like stuff against Asians doesn't really come to mind at all. Mm-hmm. And obviously, because of the pandemic, you know, fucking. Ma- <sighs> <laughs> fucking MAGA chuds are just going to instantly be like, oh, well, the Chinese brought this over. The president was calling it the China virus. It's clearly their fault. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, of course, to them, all Asians are Chinese. So in that, in th- then you get, like, you know, Asian massage parlors getting shot up and stuff like that. So right. I feel like this thing was just sort of like a way to, like, put it in the forefront of people's minds. Like, it didn't actually do all that much, I don't think. Like, I'm trying to actually read it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really can't find anything that says what it does. Yeah, that's, that, but that's, that's the clues to the pudding, as it were. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, there's not much to say. It's one of those things, it's like, you can always read it in the news articles, like, there isn't much in this. <laughs> they're having, what they'll do is quote people talking about it, like they'll quote I, I think, Schumer. So, I, I think what it does exactly. Condemning Asian hate and all that, but. So I think what it does exactly is, like, it provides, like, some uh, resources to uh, educate people, like, on like how like anti-Asian hate is actually happening, mm. so it, it's basically what it is is basically just like a show of solid government telling like you know the, the Asian community it's like okay we have your back it's like you don't need to feel afraid you know we've got it sort of thing and of course it went ninety four to one which is like Josh Hawley or whatever yeah Josh. It, uh, a MAGA chud, Josh Hawley, who said, like, I don't think it's up to the government to decide what hate is. It's like, <laughs> we already have a definition of a hate crime. You're not stopping anything, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've got a picture of George Wallace in my living room. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it talks like he's from the deep south. Yeah, people are very... Uh, People were very upset about it, uh, if I remember correctly. Like people were like saying, like, "Oh wow, if I call, uh, if like people is like, oh, if I call someone who's like transgender, um, he instead of she, like, oh, I can get arrested for it." It's like I don't think, <laughs> like I don't think that's how far. Um, when the- people say shit like that, I am I've I used to not think this way, but mm-hmm. uh, I've now determined that. Uh, when people say shit like that, the proper response is just say, shut the fuck up before I punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you think that wide-ranging could get through the Senate right now? I mean, it's just... Yeah. Uh, the Democrats have no majority. They don't. It's 50-50. <laughs> it's so, 50-49, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so... You know, mm-hmm. good, good show of solidarity, whatever. It's like, Come on, Josh, I'll let you 
goddamn racist. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I, you know, it, it, I, I definitely, I'm always in the on the side of like making things better for um, as most people as possible. Um, I don't know how an anti-hate speech bill, if even if it did pass through the Senate, like I don't think that'll actually be. Uh, it would be it'd be unenforceable anyway. There's yeah. Again, it's like Kevin well, said, like, like, like the resources, like the resources aren't going to be used. Yeah, exactly. It's as simple as that. Like all it is, it doesn't mandate anyway. It just, it just, like you said, like it's a good statement of solidarity, but there's a lot of guff to it. And it's yeah. mostly, it's mostly just. And when you read, when you find any article about it on any news page, <laughs> the majority of the article is going to be quotes from people who had something to do with it. And it's going to say we don't we're condemning anti-Haitians. And it doesn't. But what it doesn't ever go into is, you know, it's point by point by point by point, mm -mm. because because there just frankly isn't much the federal can, government can do and from the Senate's point of view about it. Right. At uh, this stage. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to contend later. You know, the, the right is always thinking like, oh, no, the. <laughs> <laughs> the Democrats run everything, and now they're gonna come and and, and take away all your freedom of speech, and all yeah, your wives are gonna steal your wombs and give it to these transgender kids. Like just crazy fucking they did, shit. They did fucking great the last four years, didn't they? Ooh, <laughs> burn. I've been to the I've been to the wall. There's a wall at my house. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving away from like the government and stuff like that, uh, we can kind of get into this like this last last topic. Um, you know, Lil Mosey. Uh, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure, Dan. You don't know who Lil Mosey is. One hundred percent right. So Lil Mosey is a nineteen year old. Well, I myself. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Mosey is a nineteen year old uh, rapper. He made the song, the Blueberry Fago song. I know Kevin probably knows that song. Yeah, I, I know a few. I listen to some stuff. I know who he. Is. Okay, so he made like uh, the Blueberry Fago song. that was kind of super big on TikTok, and uh, and that's really his claim to fame. So apparently, he is facing a second degree rape charge. Oh, is he? Yeah, I, I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was he had to come to court for it and then he just didn't show up. So he's wanted by the police right now. Um, some information came out about this rape charge. And it's like, I feel like this is this. Is one of those cases of like a lot of like young men don't understand consent um, in regards to this case. um so I guess he went to a party with uh, a, a girl that he's was um, involved with and he had uh, he had sex with this girl before in the past consensual sex. Um, and then at this party or whatever, I guess the girl um, woke up and she woke up kind of like her clothes kind of like everywhere. And she's like, yo, what happened? And then he was like, oh, you know, we just you know, what I mean, we just. We just got got to it and then she was like oh i don't remember that and then she uh filed charges so i think in these sort of cases because i i know oddly enough i well i don't know them anymore but i used to know people who would think like oh like if that's my girlfriend or like my wife like the consent's already there 
which isn't the case <laughs> at all. Like, I think that's exactly what happened here. I think he was like, yo, me and Shadi been fucking around for an hour, how long? We've had sex plenty of times. And this one time, um, you know what I mean? She was passed out and I was, you know, I needed to, you know what I mean? Get my, get my willy wet. So, I that's think. his plea. <laughs> that is, Your Honor, my willy was so dry. Your Honor. I, I can read it. I can read it. Mm. According to court records, a woman said she attended the party with another girlfriend at a cabin in Randall, Washington, held by Mosey. Mm-hmm. When the woman when the woman arrived, there were other people there, and they told detectives that they, they had kept to themselves most of the night. Mm-hmm. One point in the night, someone brought out white claw hard seltzers ugh, and, camp- <laughs> and champagne. Uh oh. Champagne for the girls to drink, according to the affidavit of probable cause filed in the case. When the woman told police she did not remember much after drinking the champagne, but remembered waking up in an upstairs bedroom in her bra and underwear and someone telling her there was a video of her video of her having sex. According to the affidavit of probable cause filed against the 19-year-old rapper by the Lewis County Prosecuting Attorney's Office. Oh, no. The victim recounted she grabbed her friend and they left the house. The next day, a detective contacted her and said that she had no specific memory of the rape taking place and that she remembered people saying she had sex. On January night, detectives interviewed the other woman who said she remembered Mosey getting into their car, pulling his pants down. She admitted to, ha- to having consensual sex with Mosey in the car. She says then her memory gets fuzzy, and the next thing she remembers is being in the cabin with guys on her and a man identified as Francisco Cisco Peter saying, wake up, wake up, suck this dick, bitch, <laughs> according oh to the affidavit for probable cause. She said she later received a message from one from one of the people at the party where the guys were talking about training two girls, quote-unquote. Mm. She told the detective that she had injuries that she could not explain, including bruising on her arm, neck, and inner knee. The alleged victim later told detectives that she remembered blacking out and waking up with Mosey having sex with her in an upstairs bedroom. After reviewing the information from the detective, Lewis County Senior De- Deputy Prosecuting Attorney, uh, that's a mouthful, mm. Paul Mazzalia requested that Mosey be detained to face charges of second degree. So, that's all thing. Yeah. Um, well, wow. Um, then I... Uh, fuck. I take it back. I think... Uh, um, I couldn't even imagine, dude. Like, a video of, like, your rape going around. Like, god damn. He's pretty. God. Fucked. Um... Damn, man. There's, I mean, there, I, I, there's like a, a, I don't, you couldn't even, what, I don't know what lawyer would make a case for him. It's like, well, uh, they were together. Yeah. I, I, I think <laughs> for anybody that like needs to hear this, anybody like listening, yeah, like girls who are, even guys too, like people who are drunk, intoxicated, cannot consent. Um, like, I wouldn't even want to like fuck anybody that was like drunk, even if they were still like conscious and like, oh, like trying, like throwing themselves at me. Like, nah, like, listen, consent can be taken away at any point. We've talked about this plenty of times on the pod uh, and people who are drunk uh, high, like probably can't consent. Um, Most likely can't consent. Definitely can't consent. this whole thing should not have happened like it's it's so it's so sad these young successful um black men who just completely throw away 
their fucking um like <laughs> their lives because they just get a little too crazy like i don't know i don't think we talked about edp at all and, I, and we won't talk about them um on this pod um but just like the same thing with like edp with him like talking to like underage girls and shit like that like i feel like like these guys um just just dumb <laughs> you know what i mean just like i feel like they don't have anybody any positive like people in their circle that's like hey you probably shouldn't be doing that you know what i mean um yeah it's just it's very very sad uh it seemed like Lil mosey Lil mosey could potentially if he's convicted he could go to jail for life jesus and it's like his like that his whole life is gone for some pussy bro like come on now like he was on top of the world i mean obviously of course he wouldn't gonna be like he wasn't gonna have any longevity as a rapper he just made little fucking pop songs that are not even that good but i mean like hey you know he, he got his money like he could have easily rolled off uh blueberry fago by itself made a mill or two off of that and then just bounced but nah you gotta we have to remember this is this is all uh immaterial at the moment because at the moment he's uh lambing it up <laughs> uh find him uh maybe i mean indonesia I, I highly doubt that uh little mosey they, they will find him like they why would you even run you literally have to just live your life in the woods <laughs> uh, i don't know man i like like i said man please please don't fuck intoxicated people and Lil Mosey, turn yourself in, bro. If you're listening, I know Lil Mosey's listening. What else? <laughs> what else is Lil Mosey doing right now? Lil Mosey, turn yourself in. Please. Not recording. <laughs> Haven't heard anything. Oh, Blueberry Fago hits a little different now. Yeah. yeah, one bad bitch, and she do what I say. So. Uh, ooh. Also, T Grizzly, record some music. Stop playing <laughs> in GTA all fucking. That's actually what he's doing right now. Just playing COD and listening to the pod right now. So, <laughs> T Grizzly, please drop a song. Kevin is fiending right now. Oh, oh man. God. I don't know, man. That's a fucking pod. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. You guys got anything else? No. <laughs> Good shit. Closing closing words. <laughs> Lil Bozy, please. <laughs> Cut it out, bro. All right. <laughs>